Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Hello, everybody. I hope you guys are doing well. Um, as you can see, this is not our normal uh, stream setup, so I'm going to wait for people to jump on because I feel like we're probably, um, well, listen, we're still working out kinks is what I'm saying. We're still working out the kinks of our streaming issues. So it looks like we're doing okay. All right. Good morning, Joani. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you. Thanks for joining this morning. Hope you're doing well, sister. It looks like it's streaming all right. It could be OBS. So, okay. That's kind of what I wanted to know. Hallelujah. Well, listen, we're just going to wait a minute. I'm going to let a couple of people jump on the page um, and join us this morning for broadcast. So, listen, as you are jumping on, please be sure and... Um, say hello so I can greet you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. Amen. She said, I'm great. Amen, girl. Hallelujah. That's a good thing. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my hair is crazy. Well, okay. So listen, you guys, if you're joining... Um, the reason why the broadcast looks a little different this morning is because it is, obviously. Thank you, Jesus, for healing in my... Amen. Amen. In Jesus' name, healing in your mom in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So the reason why everything looks like this is because we're still working out broadcasting, our broadcasting glitches. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Um, let's see. What is today? Today is Thursday. Happy Thursday. I can't believe we're already in Thursday. That is just crazy to me. Um, Sage said it was my turn. So here I am. Ta-da! <laughs> Ta-da! Sage, you want to be on my broadcast? My live studio audience? Can you transfer to being a guest? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, listen, you guys, I'm excited. I hope uh, it looks like the streaming is coming through pretty good. Good morning, Hala. Good morning. Good morning. Good to see you, my sister. It is a blessed morning. It's a good morning. It's a blessed morning because this is the day the Lord has made. Hallelujah. And I dreamt I was in his time. It was fun. Amen, Joanne. That's cool. It's always cool when you're dreaming about Jesus. Those are always great dreams. So, um, hallelujah. So listen, you guys. I'm excited for today. I'm excited for the word. I love the word. Amen. The word is good. The word is rich. The word is, um, listen, the word is everything. I love the word. So, I'm just going to. Wait another minute or two, and then we're going to jump right into it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, is this streaming coming through good, guys? Does it look okay? 
Everything coming coming through okay? Live studio audience, everything coming through okay? <clears throat> Looks good. Okay, wonderful. You're about 30 seconds behind. Wonderful. I'm 30 seconds behind, he says. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, all right, let's jump right into it then. Let's pray. So, Father, we good morning, Juanita. Everybody said clear. Good morning, Auntie Lisa. Good to see you guys this morning. Um, friend, do you want to be on my broadcast? Okay. You don't... <laughs> Okay, fine. So, Lord, I just I thank you. you. Lord, I praise you and I glorify you. I thank you, Father, for this day. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your mercy, Jesus. Holy Spirit, just have your way this morning. Have your way. Have your way. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence, Lord. We just say we love you, we praise you, and we glorify you. In the mighty name of Jesus, hallelujah. So I'm just going to talk about kind of what, good morning, Lorianne, yes. Um, I'm going to talk about kind of something that was on my heart last night. Um, and, and we're going to kind of get those of you who are in Bible study with us last night. This is going to be a little bit of a continuance with um, that, but also just some other stuff. Bible study was amazing. Bible study was amazing, Sage said. It was. It was actually fun. Um, it was nice just hearing everybody's thoughts on just kind of what we're going to talk about. So was something that I, even last night I came home and I just started reading again and, and I just the Lord was showing me more stuff. So listen, there's there's first of all, I want to start off with this. What we uh, listen to, what we entertain, you guys matters it matters it's important what we listen to and what we entertain matters amen i'm gonna try to get myself like blocking that glare um we do bible studies Lorianne, on uh, wednesday nights at six right now we're doing them at ihop um and we're just having study right in the middle of ihop which is a lot of fun so we had church last night because there was 14 of us i think right in the middle of IHOP, and so oh, the whole of IHOP got to hear about the gospel. <laughs> and testimonies and everything else. So it was good. So listen, it matters who you listen to, you guys. Who you listen to matters, okay? Uh, uh, who you follow matters. You get that? You understand? It matters, you guys, yeah. because listen, I'm finding, good morning, Joyce. I am finding that a lot of what we're being taught, you guys, even myself, that a lot of what we're taught is religion and tradition, or it's just biblically inaccurate or incorrect or out of context. And therefore, listen, it's it's instead of bringing freedom, it's in person, Lorianne. It's in person. Um, instead of bringing freedom, it's actually bringing bondage, sir. It's bringing bondage. Did you know that? 
Because listen, the Bible says whom the sun sets free is free indeed. The Bible says it also, it says, um, and you shall know the truth and the truth shall, shall set you free. Amen. So it's so important, you guys, that we are are following people, that we are allowing, you know, into our ear gates things that are biblically correct. That's right, Hala. That And that's important too. You have to study God's word for yourself. But but even more than that, listen, the reason why I'm saying this, when especially when we're when we're listening to things on YouTube or even, you know, in person at church services or whatever, the, the principle of impartation is real. There is a real impartation that is happening when you're sitting under whoever you're sitting under, okay? And so, you know, when you're being in, when you're having stuff that's not accurate or not correct, you guys, and it's being imparted into you, listen, instead of being in freedom or it's being imparted into you and it's not correct or it's being taught really weird and it's not bringing freedom, then there's an issue. There is an issue because instead of bringing freedom to you, it's just gonna bring bondage, it's just gonna bring confusion. And so, you know, it's important who you listen to, who you follow. It matters. It's important, you guys. And as a minister, listen, the word is very clear for, for ministers, for those who teach the word of God, that we must not only we must not only show ourselves uh, approved, we must study to show ourselves approved, but that we have to rightly divide the word because Listen, we're going to be judged more strictly. We're going to be judged more strictly by what we're teaching and if we're teaching it correctly. And so, you know, it's so important that we know the word and that we're that we're we're teaching the word correctly, that we're preaching the word correctly, that we're studying to show ourselves approved. Amen. Good morning, Auntie Kehau. That we, you know, we have a, a solid understanding of the word and what we're teaching and that we're teaching it in context. Amen. So I'm going to shut that off right there. So it's important, you guys, who you follow is, it matters. It matters. Amen. Who you listen to matters because a lot of what we're preaching is not the kingdom. And, you know, I've heard, uh, um, you know, Pastor Rodney say this all the time. If the gospel, when you're preaching the gospel, you see the gospel results. You see the gospel, you see the signs, the wonders, you see people delivered, you people, you see people set free, you see these things and you see them on, on a consistent basis, right? So if you're not seeing these things, then you got to think about, you know, is that really the gospel that you're preaching or is it the gospel that you're hearing that you're listening to? Because when the gospel is preached, it brings about biblical results. Amen. <sighs> okay. Preach the gospel of Jesus. So we have to preach the gospel of Jesus. We have to preach the gospel of Jesus. I mean, you know, we can't be preaching religion and tradition. We can't be preaching, you know, just whatever. We got to preach the gospel of Jesus. You know, it says, let's see, in Mark chapter 1, and of course, again, I, I, I even read Matthew chapter 4, verse 23 last night. But Mark chapter one says this. So Mark chapter one, starting in verse one, it says the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God. Okay. There's the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. And then I'm going to skip forward to Mark chapter one, verse 14. It says now after John was put into prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom. He preached the gospel of the kingdom saying the time is fulfilled. The kingdom of God is at hand repent and believe in the gospel. So listen, 
I want to say this really, really quickly. I'm going to read this to you. It says, it is clear that the early church proclaimed the same message Jesus preached. The early church proclaimed the same message Jesus preached. Amen. Good morning, Rainy. Jesus preached, you know, that the, God, the, the gospel of the kingdom of God. And also, listen, they, those who preach the gospel of the kingdom of God experience the same confirming evidences that were present in his ministry. There's only one gospel and Jesus preached it. He transmitted it to his disciples and committed it to his church. So, of course, Paul warned, listen, Paul warned against, and I talked about this last night, Paul warned against any other gospel that may that either may be a message of outright error or an argument for a deluded message or devoid of power through devoid of power though it was nominally nominally christian okay good morning kayala so listen paul warned he in jude chapter no. three we brought up that last night jude chapter three always contend for the original always contend for the original faith which was once for all and for all delivered to the saints hold to the full gospel the bible says that when we preach we gotta preach the whole counsel of god we can't just cherry pick, you know, just these little, uh, these little things. It's preaching the whole gospel, preaching the full gospel of God. Amen. Hold to the full gospel of the kingdom and expect the Lord to confirm the word with signs and wonders that he promised. So listen, you guys, we can't, there's so many things that even last night I was thinking about that. And I, and I brought up some stuff, you know, that I saw somebody post something last night that was just, um, or yesterday on my, on Facebook that wasn't even biblical and something that they said. So we got to think about what we're listening to. We got to actually think these things through, think about the word. There's so many times that I hear things from the pulpit that is not even biblical biblically correct. And I hear even, you know, unfortunately, a lot of other ministers who are, are, are not even biblically correct. And not that I'm going to fix out to call out ministers or whatever. I'm not trying to do that. I'm just saying, you know what? We got to really think about what we're listening to. And we got to really know what we're hearing. Amen. Because, you know, uh, um, okay, so this post, going back to this post yesterday that somebody posted. And this person's not, you know, a minister that I know of, but... But people often post things thinking, oh, yeah, that's right. That's good. And the post was this. It said, um, uh, let's see, you, you, you can never ruin God's plan for your life or you can't mess up God's plan for your life. Um, you're not bigger than God. And I was like, you, do you read your Bible? Like, are you reading it? Because um, Esau messed, uh, I mean, he, he lost his birthright and then he repented and he couldn't get it back even though he had repent, repented, like he sold his birthright for a bowl of soup. Um, I mean, Cain and Abel, you know what I mean? Like uh, Cain, uh, Cain killed his brother Abel and I mean, that didn't go so well. I mean, so you can't, so in other words, what I'm saying is you can't just live however you want to live and just think that you're going to get on. the Bible That's results. Right. Amen. You that. can't live how you want to live and expect the results of the word. Yeah. You Jesus. can't, 
look at Judas. That's right. Look at Judas. I mean, he he stole the money. He he was he was greedy in his heart. His heart was wicked because there was greed in there. There was selfishness Mm, there. And so look at that did not fare well with him. He he got he got he he got wrecked. Amen. You can ruin the plan of God God for your life. So I mean, there's these kind of sayings, you guys, that are not even biblically correct. That are not even accurate. We have to think about what we're what we're reading, what we're hearing, what we're even seeing or posting on Facebook. You know, there's so many of these cute quotes on Facebook aren't even biblically correct. They're not even accurate. They're not even true. I mean, it's not, you know, we got to think about these things. Think about what you're reading. Ask the Lord to begin to open the word to you because, because listen, again, that's why the word oftentimes is devoid of the power because it's not even being preached. It's not even correctly. Another scripture I gave last night was talking about, you know, he who loves much uh, forgives much, you know, and so. uh, That's good. Or excuse me, who he who has been forgiven much loves much. And so, you know what, I used to think forever that that's why I couldn't love. I used to think forever I couldn't love because, you know, I wasn't forgiven much. And and it was even preached, you know, that way to me. It was preached like, well, this person loves more because of, you know, their testimony. And they they gone through a lot more stuff. And so, you know what, they that's why they can love more. And that's why they are the way they, that's why they're on fire. They are the way they are because they came out of a you know a big test they uh, came out of hell basically their testimony is like really big and mine's just my you know like not as grand as theirs or whatever and you know the lord spoke to me about that because it used to bother me and i was be like really like that's why they love much so everybody else doesn't have the ability to love like that like like what what's up with that and the lord spoke to me and he said he said, daughter, he goes, every single person that I've redeemed has been forgiven much because every single person that I have redeemed was was headed straight to the pits of hell, had wickedness in their heart. Their heart was rotten and dark without me. And so I so when I came and forgave them, I actually forgave them much. I forgave them of all forms of wickedness in their heart. I forgave them and 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 pulled them out of the pits of hell. So every single person actually has been forgiven much. Amen. And so when that dawned on me that how actually how wicked my heart was without him even though my testimony wasn't as grand as others. Even though and it dawned on me how wicked my heart is without Jesus. Then I was like, oh, yeah, I actually have been forgiven much. I've been forgiven much. So each and every one of us have been forgiven much. Amen. So each and every one of us should love much. It doesn't matter what your testimony is. And so it's these kind of things, you know, that that we're being told, you know, that is, listen, even I hear this all the time. I hear this all the time. Oh, well, you know what? Um, concerning healing, um, even concerning, you know, uh, prosperity, concerning um, maybe even the call of God or whatever, something that we're taught all the time, which is garbage, you guys is well it's all in god's timing it's god's season let me tell you something i don't see that anywhere in the word because his timing as far as i know according to the word is right now is right now healing is right now 
Faith is right now, you guys. Hebrews 11.1. It's all right now. Yeah, Hebrews 11.1. Now faith is. Faith is right now. Even with the, the, the leper who Jesus healed. You know, people, I've heard people say this concerning healing. Well, it's just in God's timing. Well, guess what? His timing is right now. Literally, it's right now. You know, uh, in Mark chapter chapter 1, verse 30 or excuse me, uh, verse 40, it says this. It says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. He's asking the Lord. He said, Lord, Lord, if you're willing, make me clean. Amen. If you're willing, make me clean. And then Jesus moved with compassion, stretched out his hand, and touched him and said to him, I am willing. I am willing. Be cleansed. Amen. So listen, the leper wasn't was certain that Jesus was able to heal him. The leper knew Jesus because he could heal him. Amen. But he wasn't sure if that was his will to heal him. But Jesus made it clear right there, period. It is my will. And I'm willing to heal you right now, right now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, people talk about that's Mark chapter one, starting in verse 40. So, you know, people talk about, well, if, you know, it's in God's timing or if it's his will. No, it is his will and his timing is right mm. now. You guys don't have to wait because faith is now. You guys have heard me say this, that faith is in the future. Faith is future tense. You know, faith is a good waiter, but a poor receiver. You know, so listen, if you're always, or excuse me, not hope. Hope is a good waiter, but a poor receiver. Excuse me for saying that. Sage didn't even correct me. <laughs> Faith is right now. Hope. Hope is a good waiter, but a poor receiver. Hope is future tense, but faith is right now. Amen. So listen, you know, you can, well, you know, if it's his will or if, you know, uh, in his timing. Well, no, his timing is right now, you guys. His timing is right now. You know, there's he, everything he ever was going to do, he's already done. And he's just waiting on us to access it. He's waiting on us to access that healing that he purchased. He's waiting on us to access, you know, that, that, that prosperity that he's, that he paid for his, the Bible is very clear. He became poor that through his poverty, what we may become rich. He's waiting for us to access these things. It's not just waiting on his timing because his timing is right now. There's no such thing. The church has come up with that. These are the kind of things that we got to examine, that we got to look at. That we, that's why we got to know our word. You know, the, the, well, if it's in his timing, he'll heal me. Or, well, if it, you know, in his timing, he'll heal me. Well, if it's his will, he'll heal me. No, it's, the word has made it clear. He you wants to heal you faith. now. Yeah. Amen. He wants to touch you now. Hallelujah. That is his will. That is, is his will. His will is that you would be prosperous. And he's purchased everything uh, that we need for life and godliness. It's just a matter of us accessing these things now by faith. Amen. We access them now by faith. Hallelujah. I like I like that. I just I don't know how I gotta say it. So like if Well you, you should have been on the broadcast. Sure. Come see prayer with if <laughs> how can that be a positive is if Sage said if you start your prayer with if that well well that's not faith if you start your prayer with if. Exactly. If you start your prayer with if it's if not it be faith. Your will. 
Yeah. If it be your will, this kind of stuff. No, because we know we know his will. This is his will. And he made it very clear what his will is. Amen. Through his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, girl. So listen. So we listen. This is why it's so I'm important listening. that we know the word and that we that we it is his will. We just have to. That's right. That's right. Hala. It is his will. It is his will. It's his will that we be healed right now. We don't have to wait. It's his will that we be prosperous right now. We don't have to wait. It's his will, amen, that we that we understand his plan for her for our life. We don't have to wait. That's something else that, you know, that is not even that that, that isn't even biblical. You know, well, God moves in, in mysterious ways. No, he doesn't. No, he does not. I don't, I don't know who told you that, but God does not move in mysterious ways because guess what? He revealed all mysteries in this word right here. He made all mysteries known to us, the sons and daughters of God, through his word. Amen. So God no longer moves in, in mysterious ways. We know his nature and we know his character and we know his plan for us through his word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Through his word, so he doesn't, uh, um, <laughs> should they said, we can't hear you, you got to come in the game, right? I just repeated what he said. So he, you know, he does, he does not move in mysterious ways. He no longer moves in mysterious ways. Amen. He, he, he's made all mysteries known to us through his word and through his Holy Spirit. We now have access to the mysteries of heaven through his word and through his Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We just curse every, every, every tumor. We curse all sickness. We curse tumors, Father. We curse any infirmity in the body of any person watching and their family members now in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And listen, you guys. We got to have, like, we, we got to know. We got to know the word, access and authority. That's right, Juanita. That is right, my sister. We have access and authority through the word of God. 100%. Listen, we have authority through the word. Jesus Think about this, you guys, because this is something else. This a lot of times what happens, and I'm just I'm not talking about any one person. So before I say some of these things, I just want to make that very clear. I am not talking about one person or or any specific church or minister or whatever. I'm just talking in general, and I'm talking about the state of the church at large, just in general. Not, you know, not, or the, the body of Christ, not any specific person. So I want to make that clear, first of all. But, you know, a lot of times you, what happens, you guys, is we have people who have been instituted into positions that are not even qualified to be in those positions. Either number one, that's not the, not the position they should be in. Or number two, they've been put in that position before, before they have an understanding of the word. They've been put in a, into a position of leadership 
or or teaching or whatever the case is be prematurely before they've been put in there prematurely they're not even they don't even have a grasp yet of the word they don't even have a grasp of what they're teaching they don't understand it there's no anointing behind it and all they're doing is teaching stuff that's confusing people more that's not even biblically correct and then what happens is you have people who are coming and listening to that or being taught under those kind of things and then they're just they're just being exactly they're not equipped yet they're just because they have no understanding of what they're teaching they're teaching things that they don't understand themselves that they have no experience of number one no actual experience in with the Lord and no revelation of all they're doing is just teaching out of head knowledge and guess what you know what the, the the fruit of the word is not there they don't even they can't listen I guarantee there's there's that there's many people that you could go and ask them now okay so tell me why you taught it that way tell me what what that tell me what that means and they couldn't even they couldn't even explain to you what that means that's why I'm telling you guys they couldn't even sit there on the fly listen when you have the word of god in your heart when you're filling yourself with the word of god hallelujah and somebody comes to you and says hey dana can you tell me what what it means to be prosperous talk to me about prosperity talk to me about uh the word talk to me about tithes and offerings just pick whatever talk to me about salvation pick a topic i can talk to you about it because i have the word in my heart and i can actually talk to you out of a place of understanding out of the word and it's not to boast myself but i'm just saying that's nothing even like that it's it's because i have this word in my heart amen and there's a lot of people okay talk to me about what you're preaching amen tell me what that means to you uh uh there's a lot of people you can go listen each and every one of us i should be able to go to you on the fly and say hey talk to me about this topic and you should be able to tell me with understanding and give me scriptures on it because you have the word in your heart you know there's many people right now i know and i'm not listen again i'm just going to reiterate this i'm not pinpointing anybody but there's many people that i could go to in in different churches and even in leadership talk to me about this tell me about this specific topic and and they would be like on the fly not that you prepared a sermon tell me on the fly what this means right now uh uh um i don't know i have to go study it then you need to stop teaching it if you don't know what you're teaching and you don't know what it means you don't need to be preaching and teaching things that you have no idea what you're even talking about and this is the state of a lot of 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 of, of churches and i say this gingerly because i know the lord lo loves the church and i'm not saying it for condemnation i'm saying it because we need to do better because we need to grow up we need to grow it's not enough we need to grow up in the word it's not enough and that's why it's but it starts with being real this whole last week i believe it was i was preaching about being real integrity taking an honest look at where you're at taking stock at where you really are at you may think you're up here spiritually and really the reality is if you're going to be honest but most people have a hard time being honest with themselves if you're going to be honest maybe you're down here okay that's fine if you're down here then just be real let's start working from here and i promise if you get real before the lord guess what he'll get you up here real quick but we got to take stock and we got to be honest with where we're at amen and then we grow from there 
Listen, and so it starts with being honest, but then it, listen, you got to have the word and the spirit working together. It's not enough to know just the word of God. And most people don't even know that. And if they do, it's not even in the right context or it's mixed with religion and tradition. And therefore it strips the power of the word and that people aren't seeing the biblical Bible results in their churches or in their life because they stripped the, the word of God of its power. Amen. So listen. Amen, Lisa. So you got to have the word and the spirit working together. It's not just the word. Amen. It's not just the word of God, you know, uh, in your mind. We the, listen ministers that have the word up here, but don't really understand what they're teaching. They're just teaching out of a book uh, or teaching out of a, a six week study, reading out of it. Listen, that we those kind of ministers are a dime a dozen amen it's all up here but they don't have the revelation here and they don't even understand what it means that, that what they're teaching right here so and i think i saw clifford hi clifford good to see you good to see everybody on if i've if i've missed you and i didn't greet you i apologize maya. good to see you maya good to see you my sister so so listen it has to be the word and the spirit we got to know the word. You got to get the revelation because that is where the power comes. That is where the anointing flows from. When you have the revelation, what does it say in um, Hosea, right? Hosea, uh, my people perish for what? For, or excuse me, that's Haggai, right? Haggai, Hosea, it is Hosea. My people perish for lack of knowledge. For lack of knowledge, right? My people perish for lack of knowledge because they don't understand the word, because they don't have the revelation of the word of God. Four, six. Uh, Hosea 4, 6. My people perish for lack of knowledge. I've even heard one uh, version say, my people perish for lack of understanding. Listen, we got to know the word. I can't, I'm, I'm passionate, you guys, about knowing the word and, and it being taught biblically correct. It bothers me when people there's many times and not that I'm, I'm, I'm picking on the people. It's just, it's just, they're being taught by religion and tradition, whatever's being passed down to them, they're teaching, maybe not even understanding why they're teaching it, but they were taught that. I don't know. I was just taught this. So I'm going to teach it this way. And that's religion and tradition, right? We got to actually think about what we're teaching and why we're teaching it and what it actually means in context of the word with the spirit of God. Amen. You know, uh, 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 I've even heard this and it bothers me. I've heard, cause I just read you the scripture in Mark, right? In Mark chapter 40, you know, that Jesus, when he was praying over the leper, it says Jesus was moved with compassion and then he stretched forth his hand and he touched them. I heard a minister from the pulpit say, I don't pray for people anymore out of compassion. I don't, I've never, I don't pray over people out of compassion. Oh, yeah. Jesus didn't pray over people out of compassion. So I don't pray over people out of compassion. I'm like, what? I'm like, do you read your Bible? Like, did you, did you, did you miss all the gospels? Cause Jesus many times in the gospels was moved by compassion. And because he was moved by compassion, he prayed. I mean, I'm like, what? We should be having compassion for people. Like 
what are you teaching these people? And it bothers me because I care about the sheep. I care about the congregation and what they're being taught. That's kind of my nature anyways. I'm very protective over, over people and things that I care for. That's just how I am. That's my nature. What? So, you know, I'm looking I'm and I'm sad. like, <laughs> except Sage, he's a big boy. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I love my hubby. I love him. I am actually blessed with the best. So I don't know about you other ladies. I'm sorry to you, but I got the best. Okay. Just going to say that. All right. <laughs> but that was really good. But listen, you guys, I've heard stuff like that taught. Even this weekend, I was saying, I was like, you know, hmm. You know, uh, uh, there were some things that were said that were not um, um, accurate. They weren't biblically correct. And I was like, mm, that's not right. We have to. We have Kayla said, that's okay. He can protect you. <laughs> that's right, Hala. We, are, we, we should be moved by, by compassion. If Jesus was moved by compassion, we should be moved by compassion. But this is the kind of stuff that I'm talking about. Listen, Joy said, I have the best heavy too. All right, girls. All right. <laughs> you know, that Hosea 4.6 is intense. Hosea 4.6, Sage said, is intense. Yeah, if you read through that whole verse and then to the second verse. Yeah? Yeah. Do you want to read it? Couldn't they hear me? You got to talk. You got to speak up I'll if you're like going to read it. in the microphone. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being a priest before me. Ooh, wait, stop, stop really quick. So you're at, that's Hosea? Hosea 4.6. Okay, so listen, I don't know if you guys can hear him. So she said, yes, I can hear you. Let me stop there really quick, though. Okay, so if you didn't hear him clearly, let me... It says this, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. Because you've rejected knowledge, I also will reject you from being priests for me. Do you listen? And it's the not, not, not just knowledge. I'm not, listen, I'm not talking about uh, worldly knowledge, you guys. I'm not talking about worldly knowledge because worldly knowledge is nothing. Worldly knowledge is foolishness. It, it, it really is. Most of it is. You guys see that clearly now. Everything that the world right now calls wisdom is just straight trash. You see this wokest agenda. You see these people who are who are calling wicked good and good. Listen, I are you? They are children, you guys. This flipping nothing pisses me off more than this. They're coming for our kids. They're trying to water down the gospel. They're trying to push this LGBTQ agenda because what they're doing is ultimately trying to legalize pedophilia so they can come after our kids, so they can sacrifice our kids and destroy our kids to these demonic gods. Listen, and many people are already sacrificing their kids. It's no different than the Old Testament when they sacrificed the children to the God of Malesh. It's the same thing. People are sacrificing their kids right now, saying, castrating their kids, giving them drugs to stop their hormones to these babies. Are you kidding me? Four, five, six years old. It's disgusting. It's wicked. It's demonic. It is disgusting, you guys. 
Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hala. Jazz is getting challenged is getting challenging for her humbled heart. Amen. Let her stay humble. Let Come people on, be like that. Come Let on, her stay Jess. humble because you know what? The Lord sees that. And listen, it's wicked what the enemy is doing. And so we see clearly, clearly that what the world calls wisdom is trash. It's actually foolish and it's demonic. So I'm not, I just want to make that clear. I'm not talking about worldly knowledge. I'm, amen. She shines, she does shine for Jesus. I'm talking about the wisdom from heaven and the knowledge of the word of God. Amen. The knowledge of God, the knowledge of the word of God. So because you have forgot, let's see, because you have rejected knowledge, I will also reject you from being priests for me. Because you have forgotten the law of your God, I also will forget your chil children. That's heavy. Right there's the key. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will, ch I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. That's what's happening right now. Right. The more they increase, the more, you know, the more people think that they have it all figured out or this worldly system, the more they call themselves wise, the more actually they're just sinning against God. Right. And it says, I will change their glory into shame. They eat up the sin of my people. They set their heart on iniquity. That's what we see right now in the earth. And it shall be like like people, like, and it shall, ooh, this is deep right here. Listen to this. Catch this if you can catch this. And it shall be like people, like priest. Like people, like priest. You catching that? Did you get that? I just read, uh, okay, I'm going to read this one more time because I feel like some of you ain't catching this right here. The more they increased, the more they sinned against me. I will change their glory into shame. They will eat up the sin of my people. They shall set their heart on their their heart on their iniquity, and it shall be like people, like priests. Birds of a feather flock together. Like people, like priests. What what whatever whatever the priest is like the people are going to be like whatever the minister of god is like the people are going to be like if the minister of god is ignorant to the word whether it's willful ignorance or just or just 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 genuine ignorance my people perish for a lack of knowledge the people are going to be the same way if the minister doesn't have a firm grasping of the word is teaching it incorrectly has doesn't have a, an understanding of the spiritual things or doesn't have a very deep understanding of the spiritual things or maybe even maybe even is confused about some things guess what the people are going to look like same thing the people are going to look the same way amen sage is singing back there he's he's busting into praise break <laughs> and listen i know this I know this to be true because here's the thing. The Lord spoke this to me like the first, at the end of the first year, at the beginning of, of the second year, which would, would have been 2020, concerning many of the churches here. He's like, he opened my eyes and then this is what he told me. <laughs> amen. Amen, Juanita. But listen, that's why I'm saying as ministers of God, because I know many of you 
you know, uh, uh, want to be in, a, in ministry. I know many of you, and I know that you want to be in ministry in some form or another. So I'm telling you this because listen, uh, you, uh, the, the as far as ministry, I don't know, maybe some of you may be called to be pastors and some of you may be called to be evangelists. Some of you may call, be called to uh, be teachers. Listen, administrators, whatever the case is, listen, you're going to have people under you. And let me tell you guys this. This is why Sage and I are always striving for more and always pressing into the deeper things of God, always trying to press into Jesus and stay on fire because we know, we know that you guys or whoever follows us can only go as deep as we go. And the principle is true across any minister. The church can only go as deep as the pastor goes. That you can, the, the, the church can only go as far as the pastor goes. If the pastor doesn't understand things and doesn't really have a firm grasp of the word, then guess what? The people are only going to go as far as they go. And they're only going to receive the breakthrough that the pastor sees. We understand these things. We know that. We know that it's the same thing across the board. Amen. So we're constantly provoking you guys to deeper things, to more things, and trying to press in ourselves and do, doing the best that we can with what we know. And that's what we're constantly growing. We recognize we don't know everything. We know that. We know that. But we keep ourselves uh, always learning in the word. We keep ourselves teachable. We keep ourselves pliable. We try to keep ourselves humble. And if pride tries to creep up, guess what? We take care of it quickly, bring ourselves back down, humble ourselves again before the Lord. Amen. We keep our, because we know we don't know everything. But we also, we also know what we know and what we know we teach you. Amen. And so listen, the Lord spoke that to me years ago. It was like this. The Lord showed me this concerning the state of a lot of the churches. He said, daughter, he said, a lot of the ministers here are, 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 are like um, spiritually deformed. He said, they're operating out of a place of f flesh mixed with a little bit of, a, of spirit. He said, many of the ministers are ignorant and many of them are functioning out of out of um, out of offense and these kind of things. And he said, because of that, he said they're duplicating the same thing in the people, and that's why you see a lot of what you see in the congregations with high offense, high bitterness, high all this stuff. The people are confused. The people are in constant bondage. They don't understand the word. He said, because the ministers are only duplicating what they have and therefore the congregations are only producing what's being imparted into them. So that's why I'm telling you guys, that is right, Kayala. I hope you, girl, we've been watching the, um, the the meetings all week this week i hope you've been watching them i'm beginning my socks rocked they've been it's been powerful powerful <clears throat> powerful so that's why i'm telling you guys who you listen to matters unless you have a solid grasp of the word that's right we do need to keep them in prayer but you know the funny thing we absolutely 100 we should keep them in prayer we should keep them in prayer you know, Sage and I, in working with a lot of people, there's a lot of them, though, that don't want the help. They don't want the help. And that's fine. That's up to them. But you know what? We come when we try to give them the, we try to present them with the truth. If they don't want the help, they don't want the help. And then that, yeah, absolutely, you pray for them. Pray for them. But that's why I'm telling you guys, 
Who you listen to matters. Who you follow matters. What Knowing the word of God matters. Knowing what people are speaking to you matters. Because there's a lot of things that in the word that or in the church that we've received as truth that is <laughs> I know I heard I heard that she said baloney but other words that's right Paula it's the truth that sets you free amen it's the truth that sets you free but here's the thing that's why I'm saying even preaching it in context because a lot of what is being preached is not even correct they're using the word they're actually using the word and they're and they're speaking out of the word but it's not being taught correctly it's not even taught in the right context amen so we got to know the word correctly and in context and listen, if you want people, uh, especially, you know, on your own time, people who, you know, uh, that are solid, solid in the word of God, you know, I can suggest people that you can listen to that I trust that I know they're solid in the word and that they teach it um, in context and correctly. You know, I'm happy to give you that. But I'm telling you, a lot of uh, a lot of these people who claim to be prophets out here aren't necessarily prophets. A lot of the people that preach of uh, stuff is not even this. It's just, it's not even the word. A lot of popular ministers don't even preach the word that brings freedom. It's just a good motivational speech. Hey, great. If you're a motivational speaker and a life coach, then great. Perfect. You're doing excellent. But if you're preaching the word of God, to bring freedom to people, to see them set free and delivered from real issues like addiction, like like a depression, like suicide, like uh, broken marriages, like these kind of things. Children who are lost on the wayside. If you're going for these things, then we got to be preaching the true, unadulterated, unfiltered, not watered down gospel. That's what brings the true freedom. And a lot of popular ministers are just motivational speakers. If you're going to be a motivational speaker, great. Then motivate the people and be a life coach. But listen, the gospel and the gospel alone is what brings true freedom to the body of Christ. Amen. True freedom who are sincerely hurting a motivational talk and a life, a life coach and a pep talk and a good motivational speech is not going to bring the freedom that people need. It's just going to motivate them and make them feel good for the day, but it's not going to bring the true freedom that the gospel brings. Amen. And that is why I'm telling you the gospel. It's important. Even with prophetic words here, let me tell you guys something about prophecy. And we've even had people call us false prophets, which I think is hilarious. Because you have people running rampant, running around, telling everybody everywhere, false prophets, false prophets. Do you even know what you're saying? Because listen, I'm not a prophet. I've never claimed to be a prophet. Sage never claimed to be a prophet. You don't even know what a prophet is. Why are you running around calling people false prophets? Anyways, I'm, uh, I know I'm preaching in the choir. I'm not preaching in you guys, but there's a lot of other people, amen, that are just pff, everybody. They don't even know what a prophet is. They're calling pastors false prophets, and they're not even prophets. I mean, it's just nonsense. Anyways, before I even get onto that soapbox, let me tell you something about prophecy. Prophecy is for exhortation, for confirmation, and for edification. Listen, that's what true prophecy does. Of course, prophecy, right? 
Uh, the Bible says in Revelations that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, that Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. And I just want to tell you guys this because you know what? I've received from a lot of people, you know, prophetic words over Hawaii that are that from prophets. And I'm just going to tell you right now, most of those words I think are trash. And I don't necessarily think these people are genuine, sincere prophets. There's genuine markers of a sincere prophet. And here's the thing, because these people are prophesying doom and destruction over us. Listen, in the Old Testament, we all know that we're under a better covenant right now, right? We all know we're under a better covenant with better promises, right? Because that's what the word says. In the Old Testament, <clears throat> excuse me, we know the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, right? We know that story, that the whole city was going to be destroyed. And who petitioned? Sage, who petitioned him to save the city? God. No. Huh? Who petitioned who to Abraham. save the city? Abraham petitioned God. God, if there is 50 righteous in the city, spare it. And guess what God was like? Yeah, okay. He's like, yeah, I'll do that. But guess what? There wasn't even 50 righteous. So the number kept going down, down, down. And But listen, my point is this. If God was willing to spare the city for even 10 righteous, how much more now? And that was in the Old Testament. How much more now? People who are prophesying doom and destruction over Hawaii, I'm sorry, I think that's trash. Because let me tell you something. I know there's more than 10 righteous on this island. And God is not fixing to destroy this island. Amen. Because there's more than what? There's more than 10 righteous. I know there's me. There's you. There's more than 10 on this broadcast. There's Sage. And listen, God's not going to destroy this island if he was willing to spare Sodom and Gomorrah. Oh, in the Old Testament. And we know now we're under better promises. We're under a better covenant with better promises. How much more will he spare us now under a better covenant? And this is the kind of stuff that I'm saying, though, you guys, that we got to talk, that we got to think about. God's not fixing to destroy us. Um, come on, because I'm here. You're here. Sage is here. He's not fixing to destroy this island. You know, his heart is for this island. Listen, he's not going to take out the island because there's wicked he's going to preserve the island because there's you and i who are righteous amen and he listens to the yes. prayers of the righteous amen not the wicked so i don't care what kind of baloney people are prophesying over these islands i know that what the lord's heart is for these islands and i know that he desires to see the island safe i know that Listen, I'm going to just prophesy this. I know, I know because he's spoken this. I know that these islands will see a great awakening once again. That will start, I believe it's going to start here on the big island. Yes. And it's going to spread to the other islands, into the Pacific Rim. Amen. So we are in the middle of closed unused applications. Okay. I don't know what that is, but we're going to close that. So listen, I know that, I know that the Lord is fixing to do a mighty work here in these islands. Amen. And I'm just saying that because I've had several people send me stuff. So I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, we're in a better covenant. You and I are here. The Lord's not fixing to destroy He's us. He's the Lord of these islands. He's the Lord of these islands. That's right, Keala. 100% my sister. 
So come on, we can take heart. We can take heart in that. Amen? People who prophesy doom and gloom, I, I automatically know, just... Eh, just chuck that out. Chuck that out because here's the thing. Even in the Old Testament, the prophets never pro never prophesied or never brought a heavy word or a rebuking word without an opportunity for restoration. There was always an opportunity for restoration of the people. So Come people on. who prophesy doom and gloom and God's going to destroy you, that prophecy, without I'm sorry, I'm, I, 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 without restoration and the prophecies that have been sent to me uh, from many, many, many different people it was without restoration listen he never prophesies this kind of stuff without restoration okay so that's prophecy it's not just doom and gloom and then you know uh you're you're gonna die and the whole thing's gonna blow up if uh if uh, you don't repent guess what i know myself and I know I'm righteous before the Lord. I know I'm right standing before the Lord. I know I'm not living in sin. I don't have to repent for somebody else's sin. Show me in the Bible where that's at. Show me in the Bible where you got to repent for some. Listen, I'm just saying, you see people all the time. Oh, we got to repent for the sins of our fathers. We got to go up onto the mountain and blow our horns and, and repent for, you know, whatever. And we're constantly repenting for the sins of our fathers, you guys. Listen. I don't have to repent for the sins of my fathers anymore because I have been engrafted into a new lineage. I've been engrafted into a new vine. Say, do you want to say something? Because you look like you want to say something. So listen, I don't have to keep repenting for this kind of stuff. I mean, we're pulling all these Old Testament. We're trying. It's like it's like I see people trying to mesh Old Testament covenant and New Testament covenant, and they're trying to keep trying to mesh it together. You guys, listen. We don't have to operate. The Old Testament is good and it's right, but we don't have to operate under that covenant anymore because the Bible is clear. That covenant has been done away with and we now are under a new covenant with Jesus who is who is our high priest whose promises are better. Amen. So listen, I'm just saying. Let me slow it down. Sage, you have something you want to say? Mm, this is good. Just bring some more huh? explanation to that. The old is good for the learning. The old, that's right. Building up. The old sage, if you just heard that, old, the sage said, the old is good for edification, learning, and building up. It's good. Everything in the Old Testament was a type and a picture. It was a type and a shadow of the good, <laughs> of the good things to come. In the New Testament, whoo, it was just a type and a shadow, you guys, of the good things to come, of the better things to come in the New Testament, which is what we have now. We have a better word. We have a better covenant with Jesus. Everything was just a type and a picture of the things to come, which is now what we have. We have the New Testament. I'm, and it's good. It's good to, we must know the whole word of God. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the covenant we operate under now is different. At some point, we got to stop repenting for the sins of the Father. In fact, listen, let me just tell you something about that. 
We've had for generations people repenting and repenting and repenting for the sins of their fathers and repenting. Well, listen, if the person who repented, shouldn't that been enough? Shouldn't that have been enough? Because if there was sincere repentance, according to the word, the, that, that, that stuff goes into the sea of, of never remembrance of, of, of not. So then when we're continually repenting over stuff and Jesus is like, what are you talking about? What are you, what, what, what am I, what are you asking for repentance over? What? We shouldn't keep repenting for the sins of our fathers over and over and over and over again. That's done. It's over. In fact, maybe you can find that proverb, babe, where it says the, the children's teeth have been set on edge or... Actually, the word talks about that, that it used to be it would go down to the sons and daughters. But actually, there's a scripture that says, but that's no longer the case. That's no longer the case. So in other words, the proverb was, you know, that the children will pay for the sins of the father. And it said, the scripture actually says, that's no longer the case. It's no longer the case. Now the fathers pay for their own sins. Amen. So that doesn't follow us. So we don't have to continue to repent for the sins of our fathers. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah 30. Can you read it? Or here. Jeremiah 31, 29. I really wish you would have been on the broadcast with me. Jeremiah 31, 29. It says this. In those days, they shall say no more. The fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. But everyone shall die for his own iniquity for his own iniquity every man who eats the sour grapes his teeth shall be set on edge and then verse verse 31 says it's actually talking about again the new covenant that's fixing to come behold the days are coming says the lord when i will make a new covenant with the house of israel and with the house of judah not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant, which they broke, though I was husband to them, says the Lord. But this covenant, the new covenant, which we now operate under, amen? But this covenant is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts and I will be their God and they shall be my people. Amen. So listen, literally, you just heard it. I just read it to you. We don't have to continue to repent. Well, we got to go up to the Mount, to Mount Achaia and we got to repent for the for the sins of the people and the sins of our fathers and blah. No, you don't. You actually got to repent for your own sins and that's it. According to the scripture I just read you, you just repent for your own stuff. That's it, you guys. You don't have to repent for everybody else's. Your responsibility is your own heart at and the new covenant. In the new covenant, your responsibility is keeping your heart clean before the Lord, keeping your heart right before the Lord and repenting for your sins. Amen. Hallelujah. That's right. So listen, that, listen, according to, I, you heard it right there. You heard it first on, 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 on Truth and Fire News Now. 
<laughs> you heard it right here. You heard it right there. I just read the word to you. So these are the kind of things that I'm talking about. At what point do we start taking the word of God? Amen. Okay, okay listen really quickly. Authority over gener generational curses. <sighs> okay, here's what I believe. I believe the word of God is true 100%. So when the Lord said that it is finished, I believe every generational curse is broken. Because according to the word I just read, all of that is broken. It doesn't follow you. That's right. Amen. She nailed that. She it, nailed it's it. done. We've been set free from the sins of our ancestors. That's right. That's right, Juanita. We've been set free from that. Let me tell you what I think a lot of people call generational curses now, what they actually are. It's just a goes back to what we started in earlier in Hosea. My people perish for a lack of knowledge. Now, listen, I, I'm going to say this because I've seen this, you know, uh, in families before where a family member commits suicide or, or deals with heavy, heavy depression and suicide. And you see it follow down generation to generation. I believe that ha that's what a lot of people call generational curses, right? But I don't think it's a generational curse. I believe that it's my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Because of each person's lack of knowledge, that's right, Leanne, that spirit, that spirit, um, um, what's the word, not exemplifies. Uh, well, I can't think of the word, but basically that spirit of suicide or depression takes advantage of each person's ignorance and lack of knowledge and because of their ignorance and their lack of knowledge he says okay i can settle here with them and oh guess what i even got them to agree with me so i'm going to move from them to their daughter because their daughter's doing the same thing and agreeing with me too so i'm going to move from the daughter to the granddaughter because guess what the granddaughter doesn't have is ignorant too and so and she's agreeing with me so guess what i'm going to move to her too so my people perish for lack of knowledge until and it's broken when one person lays hold of this word and says, I don't have to be in bondage anymore. I'm going to be free and I'm going to take this word and I'm going to walk in the freedom that Jesus has purchased for me. I don't have to sit in bondage to hell anymore. I don't have to take this anymore because my Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. And either he, God's a liar or his word is true. But I put my bet on that. His word is true. Amen. His word is true so all it takes is one person laying hold of the word of God educating themselves learning getting the word of God in their heart understanding getting revelation and getting the freedom amen getting the freedom that sets them free and cuts off the access to that foul devil of hell that's what I think people call generational curses it's not a generational curse you're not that you that's not a curse that's been that's been broken that's cleansed it's just your lack of knowledge that is killing you that's literally killing you that's the word of god my people die that's another perish. word for perish perishes die my people die my people are killed my people perish for lack 
of knowledge, you guys, for lack of knowledge. So there's no such thing as generational curses. It's your lack of knowledge that's killing you. Your lack of revelation that's killing you. And allowing these things to move from person to person. We don't have to be in bondage to this. We don't have to be in bondage. I mean, excuse me, we don't have to be in bondage to hell. We got this word that brings freedom. We don't have to be in bondage to hell. And, and this is the thinking that I'm trying to expose to you this morning. And that's why I keep going back to who you listen to matters. What you listen to matters. What is being taught to you matters, you guys. Because it's this kind of teaching and thinking that causes bondage instead of freedom. Well, we all got to, we all got, you know, we got to spend where I'm going to be spending a lot of time trying to break myself free from generational curses. I'm going to break myself like, I'm, and then you're, and then you in your own strength are trying by to spin and, yeah. and by your own words are trying to spin your own wills and exert your energy in breaking generational curses or whatever. And, and instead of just receiving by faith. The freedom that Christ purchased for you. And I really firmly believe this, you guys. Hear me on this. I need you guys to hear me. I believe that that is a tactic of the enemy. It's so subtle. And it's so sneaky. And it's so sly. That the enemy will allow you to focus on doing warfare or battling the enemy oh i gotta battle i gotta battle i gotta battle. everything's always battling the enemy everything's always breaking the bonds of our, the, of our ancestors and our fathers and generational curses that were so healed the enemy will keep us so focused on these things that before you know it your eyes are off jesus your eyes are off the master who you should be following who you should be gazing at his beauty and his freedom and what he purchased and what he's doing. Do you know that Jesus said, I only do what I see my father doing. I only say what I see, what I hear my father saying. If Jesus did it, shouldn't we be doing it? So if Jesus was looking at the father, his gaze was fixed upon the father. Isn't it just like the enemy? to be so subtle and so sneaky that he'll come in and try to get your gaze off the Father or off Jesus shifted onto, oh, I gotta battle the enemy, I gotta battle the enemy. Oh, I gotta break all these strongholds. I gotta break, I gotta break these generational curses that you're focused on this stuff instead of him when he's the one that brings the freedom. I firmly believe that. I hope you guys caught that. That that is such a subtle tactic of the enemy to get us off into the weeds, for lack of a better word. To get us distracted from what's really important. Because here's the thing. When we're focused on Jesus, when our gaze is fixed upon him, 
Yeah, we know battles are going to come. I'm not saying that. We know that. We know the enemy is going to try to come and poke and prod and test. But when our eyes are fixed on Jesus, it's like you just go through those trials and you go through those things like butter. And he's the one who battles for you. Does not the word say that he's the Lord of the battle? It doesn't, the Bible doesn't say, okay, now I died on the cross. I got you, I got you saved. Okay, you're going to heaven. Now it's your job to, to, to over, now it's your job to, to fight all these devils. No, the Bible's very clear. It says the enemy is under your feet. If the devil's under your feet, why do we keep bending over to try to play with what's under our feet? How are you going to follow Jesus if you're always looking down here playing with what's under your feet? <clears throat> Listen, in the natural, in well, the natural, in the natural, just picture this with me. If I'm supposed to follow Sage, okay, Sage, I'm going to grab your hand. Now lead me. I have to keep my focus on Sage. I got to look at Sage right in order to see where i'm going and to see actually to see where he's going so i can follow him i have to look at sage and focus on him to see where he's going because if i'm not focused on him if i don't look at him he can go left and i'm going to go right and not even know it so in the natural if i'm following him can i follow him while i'm like this playing with everything under my feet playing with everything under my feet no i can't follow him that way i'm going to miss where he's going and I'm going to miss what he's doing. At some point, I'm going to lose track of him because I'm too busy playing with what's under my feet. It's the same way with the enemy. If the enemy is under your feet, why, how can you follow Jesus? How can you follow him and follow him correctly when you're busy playing like this with everything under your feet and you keep looking down instead of looking up and you keep looking down to play with all the devils under your feet instead of looking up. You can't follow Jesus while you're busy playing with devils under your feet. And the enemy will keep you preoccupied and focused with the junk under your feet if he can. Make and allow you to feel like you're being effective. He'll allow you to feel like you're doing something just to keep you distracted and focused down here instead of focused up here on what really matters. Amen? Your focus has to be on Jesus. Your only job is to dance over the devil's head because he's under your feet. You want to take a little praise dance, dance over him? Okay, fine. That's great. But your focus is up here. I'm, 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 I'm just gunning it today. I know I'm just gunning it. I'm hitting everything and anything. I'm kind of hitting it hard. <laughs> but I'm telling you guys this because it's time. It's time, you guys that we grow in the spirit and the word, that we mature in the word of God, that we have a firm grasp of the word of God so we can walk in freedom, not only for ourselves, but for our families, that we are, uh, that we understand, I'm, I'm running and gunning, I'm running and gunning, <laughs> that, we, uh, that we understand, I'm and Sage said he's stuck in and dodging. <laughs> That's right, Juanita. That's right. 
You know, so listen, it's time that we grow in the word, that we understand this word, that we that we grow in the word and the spirit, that we ask the Lord. Listen, there's no shame. We already know that everybody's in different levels in their walk and there's no shame in where anybody's at. We know people are pure, people are pure, people are who, you know, for those who are pure, they don't, we don't look down on anybody down here. Uh, for people who don't, I, we're all growing together. I don't know everything. You don't know everything. Great. Let's grow together. But we grow together in spirit and in truth. The word and the spirit working together. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you revelation of the word of God. Amen. That it would produce fruit in your life and fruit that lasts that you would have a firm grasp of the word of God that you would keep your focus where your focus needs to be amen and that you would run with fire and zeal and and run your race well that is why I'm telling you guys this because listen my heart behind this is not to expose anybody not to call anybody down and I mean churches or ministers or whoever's I'm gonna for the fourth time reiterate this this is not to call anybody out this is not to dis you know to call anybody down I'm just I'm just to the point where I'm just like I just I'm just I'm I'm passionate about the word and we need to know this. This is because I actually want to see you guys run your race well. I want to see you guys run your race well and finish your race well. I don't want to see you guys start well and then end up shipwrecked somewhere. I want to see you run your race and finish well amen having laid hold of the word of god and discerned it properly right understood it properly and that you could run with it run with it run in freedom with it amen amen i'm constantly learning i don't know nothing and i know that i mean i know something but i feel like i know nothing you know what i'm saying so i keep myself teachable i keep myself humble before the lord but yeah, and Juanita says, but if you're feeling convicted, just saying, amen. When that's okay, if you're feeling convicted, then ask the Lord, okay, you just, that's the beautiful thing about being convicted is we just go before the Lord, say, okay, Lord, show me, show me what I need to change. What, what do I need to adjust in my thinking? What do I need to fix in my heart? And let's get that squared away. Let's get it fixed. Let's get it lined up. Let's get it right. And let's dust ourselves off and carry on. That's the beautiful thing of the gospel. That's what it's supposed to do. It's supposed to, uh, you know, mold you and, and form you and remove the weeds. It's supposed to do that. Amen? Jesus is either 100% freedom or he's no freedom at all. That's right. That's right. Listen, when I the Bible says, right, the because everything has to be rooted in the word of God. Listen, I don't care about people's opinions. I can even mine. I can give you opinions and you can take it. But ultimately, ultimately, everything has to be worded or rooted in the word of God. Everything. A lot of teachings are are that you hear from the pulpit are from people's experiences and from uh, from what they've been taught by others. It's not even necessarily rooted in the word. Everything has to be rooted in the word of God. If there's no scripture backing to it, chuck it out. Even if it's your own experience. Look, there's some things that I've experienced, I've gone through, and I don't, I don't teach it as a doctrine because I can't. 
my experience was real. It was legit. I know that. But I can't teach it because if there's no scripture backing. If there's no scripture backing, you don't teach it. Amen? So the word brings freedom. Sage was just saying, either the word brings freedom or it doesn't. So basically, either God's a liar or he's not. I'm putting my bucks on he's not. Because my word says in Hebrews, and it says in Nehemiah. In Hebrews, it says it's impossible. It's impossible for God to lie. Amen? It's impossible for God to lie. So, you know, and sometimes, Maya, that's right. That's good. Sometimes God will it will offend the mind to expose what's in the heart. That's and right. anytime you get offended, you got to ask yourself why. This is me too. Listen, the Bible says this, that offense comes to everybody. So if you say, I never get offended, you're a liar. <laughs> I'm just going to say, because the Bible is very clear. Offense comes to everybody. Okay. It says when offense comes. It doesn't say, you know, uh, if you get offended or you know, you, I mean, you'll have, and when it comes, everybody's going to have an opportunity to get offended. It's up to you to partake of it. But if you get offended, if you get offended, don't partake of it. Just ask the Lord, why, why, why am I offended? Why? What's the root? What's the root? Is, is it because I'm trying to control something? Is it because of pride? Is it because, um, you know, what is the, what is the root God, why am I offended and what do I need to fix? Am I try am I offended because I'm trying to toot my own horn or I'm trying to be seen and get into the limelight and I didn't? You know, I mean whatever, I'm just throwing things out there. Why am I offended, Lord? I there's been plenty of times I listen to ministers who I highly respect and I trust their teaching and I get frustrated. I get frustrated at what when they're teaching, but I got to think, why am I frustrated? Why am I frustrated? Most of the times, nine times out of 10, it's because they're challenging me and I'm not living up to the standard that they're preaching and it pisses me off and it irritates me, but it also provokes me that, guess what? I got to come up higher. I got to come up higher. I got to come up higher. So listen. So you can go to Hebrews 12, 11. Hebrews 12, 11, which says it's impossible for God to lie. No. Hebrews 12, 11. Which says, yeah. okay, Hebrews 12, 11, Sage brought up. So I'm going to go over there and read it. So Hebrews 12, 11 says, now chastening, this is, this is good. Now ch chastening or chastening seems to be, to be joyful for, or excuse me, now no chastening. Chastening does not seem to be joyful. No chastening seems to be joyful for the present, but painful. Nevertheless, Afterward, it yields the peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Amen. Therefore, ready? John 8, 31 and 32. John 8, 31 and 32 says what? It says then. Jesus, read it loud. Read it loud. It says then Jesus said to those who believed him, if you abide. Sit and settle and rest in my word. You are my disciples indeed, 100% guaranteed. And you shall know the truth. Proceed, understand, and recognize the truth. And the truth shall make you 
Amen. 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 Listen, and Joanne, and I want to tell you guys this too. You know, Jesus isn't offended by isn't is not offended by our humanity. We know that at times we're gonna, you know, we're gonna say things we shouldn't say or whatever, have attitudes. You know, uh, hey, we're, uh, the, we're all in a process as the Lord refines us. I I, Jesus, Jesus isn't offended by our humanity. He's not looking for fake robots that just pretend. He's looking for genuine, sincere, real. So I'm not saying, you know, when when we're calling you to a higher standard, when we're challenging you to a higher sta- higher standard. It doesn't mean that you got to be fake now and now try to pretend. It just means, okay, Lord, I receive your word. I allow it to do the work in me. Help me to raise up to the standard that you're calling me to. Uh, in, in, In authenticity. That I'm not fake about it and I'm not trying to do it in my own strength. But I'm sincere and genuine. So, so Joani put, I'm not perfect. I'm a rascal. Um, that sometimes um, my attitude is very outspoken and sometimes I'm rude to people and I'm trying to change that. Joani, you can be yourself. Just ask the Holy Spirit. In fact, I think it's great that you're outspoken. Don't try to be, not, don't not try to be outspoken. Continue to be outspoken. But just ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, show me when I should shut my mouth and show me when I should speak. Don't try not to be outspoken. Be outspoken. That's good. That's okay. Just ask the Lord, when should I speak and when should I not speak? Lord, when I shouldn't speak, help me to keep my mouth shut. That's all you Don't try to be, you know, uh, timid or try to be something that you're not. You can be outspoken and you can be yourself. Just ask the Lord when he, when he would want you to speak and when you need to shut your mouth. You know what I mean? It's important to be yourself. Be yourself. Be yourself. Don't try to be fake or try to be, you know. <laughs> Amen, Juanita. Oh, Joyce. I'm sorry, Joyce. Joyce. Yeah, then Joyce, not Joanne. Sorry, I just, I just kind of glanced. Joyce, be yourself, sis. Be yourself. Don't worry about that. Just be yourself. So, you know, you guys just be yourself. Allow the word to do the work with you in you and be yourself. Jesus isn't offended by your humanity. He knows you. He made us, you know, um, he's not, he's not offended by that. I think, you know, he probably more than anything, he dislikes when we're not, when we're being fake, when we're not being real with ourselves and when we're not being real with him, because really that's how the Pharisees were. They weren't, they weren't willing to yield to the teaching of Jesus and realize like, yeah, uh, even though I'm a teacher and I'm supposed to be like, you know, a minister of the law, I'm actually really, I'm, I'm actually really far from that. Jesus, help me. Help me, Jesus. Instead of being like, yes, Jesus, I believe what you're saying is true. They were like, what is it? Hi, make, make. Am I saying it right? Hi, make, make. <laughs> you know, they're sticking their nose up and they're like, Ain't nothing wrong with me. I'm just going to go around continuing to pretend and trying to expose you and did it or whatever. They, you know, nothing wrong with me. And he, he didn't like that. He called that out. He called them hypocrites. He called them whitewashed tombs. He called them graves full of dead man's bones. He was very harsh with them. So listen, don't be like that. Just be real with Jesus. He's not offended by your humanity. Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah. Amen. And that's okay, Joyce. 
But I'm just saying, stay outspoken, girl. Don't try to just ask the Lord to help you. Be yourself, girl. Ask the Lord to help you. Hi, that's right. Hi, maka maka. That's right. Hi, maka maka. Thank you, Juanita. So anyways, um, uh, going back to what we just started with, my people perish for lack of knowledge. So who you listen to, what you receive in your heart, what, eh, that's right, everybody, thank you guys, everybody's hi maka maka, that's right, I couldn't remember, I was like, what is it again, hi maka maka, don't be hi maka maka, okay, amen, Leanne, that's okay, that's okay, you know, when we're feeling a junk go inside, that's who, that's who we go to. We don't stuff it down and pretend it's not there. When we have the Lord's pulling up stuff, when he's pulling up the dross, we don't stuff it down and pretend it's not there or pretend that, you know, we're somebody we're not. We just go to Jesus with it. We go to Jesus. We ask him to help us. I mean, that's what he's there for. Amen. We ask him to help us with the things that we're going through. That We ask the Holy Spirit to help us. That's what he's there for. He's our helper. Amen hallelujah hallelujah so i don't want to perish for lack of knowledge either keala that's why we got to read our word listen to sound doctrine sound doctrine again going back to mark when i was talking about you know um uh contending for the original jude chapter three when paul was warning the people jude or excuse me no, excuse me, Paul actually warned. He actually warned about receiving any other gospel. He told the people, he said, if you receive any other gospel other than what we've preached to you, he said, even from an angel, let them be condemned. Don't listen to it. Don't entertain any other doctrine other than the doctrine of Jesus Christ, which is a doctrine of freedom, which, in, which is a doctrine of wholeness, which is that he paid the price and made the way already. You're free. Amen. The issue is not you know, the, the issue is not, a lot of times, listen, the issue is not even necessarily the devil, you guys. The issue is your lack of knowledge. The issue is the lack of knowledge, the lack of the word. And the reason why the enemy tries to come and poke and prod so much is because he knows the, that there's a lot of gaping holes because of the lack of knowledge. The lack of knowledge. The lack of revelation in the heart. Amen. So he'll come and poke and prod and poke and prod. Oh, I can get in there because they don't know their authority there. Oh, I can get in there because they don't know the word right there. Oh, I can, uh, you know, I can lay a hook right there because they don't. So he knows that. So of course he's going to expound or he's going to, excuse me, uh, take advantage of that. Amen. So it's important that we know the word of God, you guys. It's important that we know the word, that we contend for the original. That we know that, that we hold fast to the full gospel of the kingdom. Amen. According to the word of God. And I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. That's what I got to share today. So listen. Examine the word. Examine yourself. The Bible says to examine yourself. To see whether you are in the faith, amen, examine yourself. Examine what you're listening to. Examine what you're reading, even me, myself. I don't care, you guys can examine me. You should examine me. 
You need to examine me too. Everything that you're, is it lining up with the word of God? But you know, a lot of times, uh, well, well, I shouldn't say a lot of times. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to tell you anything that's outside of the word. I'm just not. Okay. And if, if there, I'm preaching something that, you know, maybe I was preaching it in the wrong context or, or whatever, I'll come back to you and tell you, I'm sorry. I'll come back and be like, guess what? Guess what? Guess what? I just found out that all this time I thought this meant this and it actually meant this. Which there's actually a couple scriptures like that, which, okay. So, okay. Since I guess since we're on that, well, I'll, I'll share one more thing with you and then we'll end it. Cause I've already been going for an hour and 30 minutes. <laughs> okay. Going to John. I'll draw. You, you had nothing to talk about. I know jo uh, John will drop this little nugget on you from John. This is going to be a little mic drop. Okay. You guys ready for a mic drop? Cause it was a mic drop for me when I, when I realized it. <sighs> All right. You guys ready for this mic drop? <clears throat> you can take this word and chew on it. Go to John chapter 10. I guess I could get this start at seven. Huh? And, um, <laughs> and we're going to end with this. See, but no, but this is true because this is a, this is a lot of this is a lot of things, you guys. That you know, these are things that we're taught. That if it's not taught right, you know, then we gotta correct these things. Okay, so John ten ten says this: the thief does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. I have come that they may give life, and that they that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. So, okay, most everybody preaches that scripture in reference to Satan, in reference to the devil, right? The enemy, I've even, I've even said this myself. So listen, I'm just oh telling my. you, and it was wrong. So I'm, we're going to correct it because it was actually wrong. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And I was like, wait, it doesn't say enemy. It says the thief. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But listen to this. In context, going back to verse 7, if you got your Bibles, Verse 7. In fact, can somebody post that in the comments? John 10, starting in verse 7 through 10. Can somebody post that? I don't know the address. Too many scriptures. Yeah, so so that's okay. Then you that's why you get to know the word. So um yeah, so if somebody can post John um verse 7 through 10 in the comments, that way everybody can see it in context so in the header of my bible and it's a new king james version but it says no like actually post the full scripture sorry the full scriptures sorry guys if somebody can post the full scripture so everybody can read it says this in the header says the good shepherd so in this in these next four scriptures jesus is actually talking about a good shepherd right so i'm going to actually go backtrack i'm fixing stay with me you guys stay with me for a second because i'm telling you this is going to be like a mic drop for you if you can stay with me and then i'm going to end it because this is this is actually huge so he's talking about a good shepherd he's talking about pastors and teachers says then jesus said to them again most assuredly i say to you i am the door of the sheep all whoever come before me are thieves and robbers but the sheep did not and the sheep did not hear them I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out to find pasture. The thief 
does not come except to steal, kill, and destroy. Do you know that that actually is not in reference to the devil? He wasn't actually talking about the devil. He was talking about teachers and, and pastors who were false, false teachers and pastors, pastors and teachers who were pilfers or embezzlers, who were there just to take from the people, who were there just to try to strip something from them, who did not even care about the people. Listen to this. I'm actually giving you the definition in the Strongs. It says the definition for thief was an embezzler, a pilfer. It's the name is transferred to false teachers. It was false teachers who did not care to instruct men, but abuse their confidence for their own gain. Bam, mic drop. So the thief actually is not, it's not talking about the devil. It's not talking about the devil. Now, are those attributes of the devil? Sure. The devil does come to steal, kill, and destroy. Those are attributes of him. But that scripture is not talking about the devil. It's talking about teachers and preachers who abuse the confidence of the people for their own gain. That they're just stripping the people and abusing the people. They're false teachers for their own gain. Bam. Mic drop. Bye, Lisa. So, and that makes sense because Jesus is actually telling the people in verse 7, 8, and 9, he's saying, listen, he said, I'm a good shepherd. I'm actually a shepherd. I care for the sheep. This, I love the people. This is what it looks like to shepherd. He's talking about, I'm the good shepherd. Jesus is the good shepherd. And then he says, every shepherd before me was a thief. They were false teachers. They were there just to abuse the people and for their own gain. So that's actually, and a lot of people preach, the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. That's actually not, I mean, if you're going in context, that's not actually what it is. So anyways. That blew, that blew my mind. So that's a little nugget for you. That's a little, that was a, that was a mic drop for me when I learned that and when I actually broke that down and I was like, wow. So you can take that, you can chew on that. Study the word to show yourself approved. When you study the word, see, listen, for me, I like to read the word. Obviously, you study by reading it, but actually breaking it down, you know, I love to actually break it down. And of course, in the Greek and in the Hebrew, the Old Testament is all Hebrew. The New Testament is all in Greek. You got to have a concordance to break it down. And that's what I break it down in. And that's actually what it meant. Amen. So. So that's what that particular thing means. So we got to examine these things, you guys, and think about what we're being taught and really study the word and break it down ourselves. Amen. That we are teaching the word correctly, that we are receiving the word even correctly, that you're not receiving, you know, like I said, stuff from the pulpit that's actually junk. That's 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 not even biblically correct. And you're like, oh, yeah, I receive it as truth. And it's not even true. And then meanwhile, we're running around spiritually you know, just confused or like bipolar because we're listening to all these different teachings from all these different people that aren't even correct. You have people who are teaching you one way and then somebody else coming and saying another way. Well, which one's correct? Half the time it's like the ones that, are by, that I hear from this, that's not even necessarily correct. So it has to be based and founded in the word of God.
Okay, now I'm done. So now that I gave you that nugget and told you that John 10.10 10 is not actually about Satan and not actually about the devil. It's actually about false teachers and, and preachers who were actually just abusing the confidence of the people who were stealing from them, using them for their own advantage, didn't really care for the people. They weren't a good shepherd over the people. A shepherd protects the people. A shepherd cares for the people. Amen? Oh, Jesus, help me. I have so much more to say, but I'm going to leave it. So listen, you guys, if you enjoyed the broadcast, make sure that you share. Make sure that you tag somebody in the comments. If you're watching this and you're like, man, I didn't know this. Jesus, help me uh, get things corrected in my life. Then I say amen. If you're watching the broadcast and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, he, you don't know Jesus. Well, then listen, now is your opportunity to know him. Amen. So if you're on this broadcast, listen, the Bible says this, that whoever believes with his heart, it's not with your mind, it's with your heart. If you believe with your heart and you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. Amen. So listen, the Bible is very clear. We all fall short of the, of the glory of God, but Jesus came. Amen. And he came to give us life and life abundant. We know that through the word. So if you believe that he came and he, uh, he lived and he died and he rose on the third day, well, listen, we're going to pray together and we're going to pray for you to receive Jesus. So just say this with me. Just say, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your precious word. I thank you that you came and you lived and died and rose on the third day for me. Forgive me of my sins. Jesus, be Lord of my life. Give me a heart of flesh in place of a heart of stone. Give me a hunger and a thirst for your kingdom and the things of God. Give me a burden for the lost. And fill me now with your precious Holy Ghost. I thank you today. I will never be the same again. Because I have Jesus in my heart. I am saved. I am delivered. And I am on my way to heaven. Because I have Jesus. Amen. Amen, 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 you guys. Listen, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it with your whole heart, type in the comments. I did if you prayed it for the first time. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, we want to know, type in the comments, I did, because we want to send you some ebooks and we want to connect with you. Amen. So make sure you type in the comments, I did. Um, listen, you guys, we have some outreaches coming up. Um, we will be going to Pahoa to Hawaiian beaches. We're going to be doing an outreach at the store. That's going to be next month um, on November 19th. So if you want to partner with us, you guys, as we go for souls, because the whole thing, why we go into communities like that and why we bring gifts and we try to bless people. How many of you guys know it takes money? It takes money to do that, 
right? So we want to be able to bless people because that's what's going to draw in, draw in the lost, right? We, we, it's kind of like when you go fishing, you got to have that bait, right? To draw the fish in same, same concept, same principle. So we're doing this so we can draw people in so we can preach the gospel to them. And so we can see them come to Jesus. Amen. So if you want to partner with us as we go for souls, you guys, um, I'm going to post in the comments because we're doing things a little bit different. I'm going to post in the comments avenues for you to sow. Bam, right there. If you want to sow, ask the Lord if he would have you give and then just be obedient to give. Partner with us, you guys, as we go for souls. Amen. And um, let's go. Let's sow into the kingdom because that's what you're doing. Sow into the kingdom. Make sure that you put outreach um, if you're doing Venmo, Cash App, PayPal, a lot of times you can put in the note outreach. Make sure you put outreach so we know that it's going specifically to outreach. And um, and partner with us as we go for souls, you guys. So listen, I love you. I hope you enjoyed the word. I bless you. Thank you for bearing with us as we work out some of these glitches. Um, being as everything streamed really smooth, I think it's my other... Um, operating system. I might need updating, so I'm going to go check that out. So I love you guys. I bless you, and we will see you guys tomorrow. Bye, guys. Have a good day, guys.